Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Square Ball Podcast number 157. I'm Dan Moylan. With me, Michael Normanton. Hello. And Daniel Chapman, a.k.a. Moscow Whites. Hello. The podcast is supported by Levi Solicitors. 10% off your legal fees if you mention us, the Square Ball. When you contact them, head to levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the Square Ball. Heads up then, we've got issue four of our fanzine coming pretty soon, just before Christmas, and a one-off winter special in the pipeline. Exciting times. Loads of demand for the summer special, so we thought we'd uh, we'd do one in the colder months as well. It'll get you through Christmas. And issue four, the heads up for that, if you like Street Fighter, you'll like this. If you don't like Street Fighter, you'll probably like this. You will like it anyway. Speaking of the colder months, if you do want to look the part this winter as well, head to the website, check out all the uh, hoodies and sweatshirts that we've got on sale. Unless, of course, you're in the Southern Hemisphere, in which case, buy yourself a lovely T-shirt for this summery weather you're enjoying. It might even arrive before that ends as well. It's a long way away. It still takes some time to take things to the the far-off reaches of the world. You'll find everything you need at thesquareball.net. So we're heading out the back of the international break then now, boys, but uh, no real Leeds games to talk of. But there are a couple of sort of, uh, well, non-first-team matches that we should probably address here. No, no, I don't think we should talk about these. <laughs> Come on, just, we, need to talk, we need to talk about the badness. The international break was rubbish. The, this whole Europa League thing started off as quite exciting. It was like, ooh, things, things matter. But now you're in the, the closing stages of it. And what, how many did England score against whoever? I don't think it's the Europa League. No, it's not. But it's still, it's, <laughs> it's qualifying for the European. Yeah. And that's all been put to fuck because of the Europa League. So like half the teams that are in it have already qualified and do you still... mean the Nations League? Yeah, that's the thing. So don't even know what it's called. But then you just like, oh, sit down. Oh, the England game, that might be right. Okay, Harry Kane scored 12 in the first 20 minutes. I might not bother with that. But then, oh, Leeds United under-23s are playing on YouTube. That's the future. Declan Rice is still not as good as Calvin Phillips, no. by the way. I'm yet to see any evidence that of why he's in that team ahead of him. I have um, scribbled down here in front of me the initials BW and KP. Ben White and Calvin Phillips should both be in the England team. We have said it on the previous international break and we will, it will bear repeating every time until they're in that side. Ben White can wait until after mm. he's joined us from Brighton though. Yes, it probably had to put 20 million on his value if he gets an England cap. Yeah, it would also maybe keep Calvin back until we're promoted and he's not triggering his, his promotion release clause or non-promotion release clause and all that stuff. So what we're saying, don't let them play for England actually. Yeah. Keep them in under Bielsa's bosom where they can be safely sheltered. Yeah, they're going to be too late for this summer's tournament anyway, so we'll just send them off to Qatar. 
Yes, Ronaldo Vieira is uh, quite optimistic about. He's still targeting winning the World Cup with England. He said, which did make set me dreaming of a Vieira, Lewis Cook, Calvin Phillips midfield with Ben White behind them. Jack Clark on the wing. <laughs> Maybe. Good luck to him. Anyway, back to the under twenty threes. That was a bit of a bruiser, wasn't it? Seven one, losing that to Derby. Having criticised Watford the other week for getting all um, upset about us beating them with an experienced squad. Not fair, this. They had an experienced squad. We only had children. Although, whoever's put this on the sheet has put Derby 1, Leeds 7, and I don't recall <laughs> it finishing like that. That's it. Yeah, that's a little bit optimistic, wasn't it? And also, they had a player playing for Derby who should be in jail. That's so jail. that immediately, the, the, his goals should be uh, chalked off. How old is he? Um, old enough to drink and or drive. Or both. Possibly, which that's, you shouldn't do. That's why I don't think you reach that age. Officially no. speaking, you don't get to your eighties and be like, "Yeah, you're right. You can have a go now." Yeah, you get a license. There you go. You can apply provisional drink driving license. I mean, we had Luke Ayling in that Watford thumping, who'd uh, had over a hundred first team appearances, as the Watford Twitter account pointed out. This guy, hundred points on his license. <laughs> there was a it was a cup mismatch. They star are from a. They have a higher tier academy. They play. They are second in their division in between Arsenal and Chelsea's children. So there's kind of there is a, a difference. And our under twenty threes this season have lost like players like uh, I think Bogus was away with the Polish under twenty ones and uh, Meslier's away with France under twenties and Jack Clark is useless so there's um he's finished there's, there's, we've already said on the podcast Alfie McCalment was uh, scoring a great goal for Northern Ireland and under 21s instead of playing for for us so it's a very young uh, young side and they got absolutely destroyed but they'll learn it's a learning process isn't it there was a certain uh, section of the Derby fans enjoying that a bit too much on social media surely not I cannot believe they would get overexcited about such a thing Night out on the, the back of that big big bar bill was Frank Lampard driving up from London going, hey, we'll have a, we'll have a party, lads, to celebrate. It does, I mean, the status of uh, the under-23s and stuff, I'd reserve matches. It used to be if you met a Leeds fan and they went to reserve matches as well, you'd be like, well, we'll dedicate it. But you'd also be thinking, fucking hell, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> but now, because it's all on YouTube and it's all like, you know, that gets eyeballs for the, the Leeds United brand and, and stuff. So they want to promote everything that every part of Leeds United does. It ends up having this kind of uh, forensic attention where instead of it being like, oh, right, yeah, Dylan Kerr scored a good free kick against uh, Coventry Reserves. Excellent cultural touch point there as well for you, Moscow. Thank you. Um, now it's like, oh, well, maybe all our, maybe the academy needs to be closed down because it's not, it's not producing, it's just, it's just bollocks. <laughs> so in conclusion, it's bollocks. However, beating Barnsley does suggest that Ryan Edmondson should be starting against Luton on Saturday and that uh, Jordan Stevens is a better finisher than Patrick Bamford. <laughs> we did have a few other international appearances to speak of though, didn't we? Besides the under 20s and under 21s. Not Pat Bamford. No, not yet. Left his beloved island in the lurch once again. He could have been missing the chances that meant they had to go into a playoff. And uh, But Stuart Dallas and an ex-Leeds goalkeeper were all over Northern Ireland drawing with uh, the Netherlands. And uh, Stuart Dallas apparently was playing everywhere. Right back, left midfield, centre midfield and left back. At the same time. I don't know why they pick any other players. And Click played for Poland as well. Um, they beat Israel. Was he, did he come off the bench for that? Yeah, the last um, 20 minutes. I think he was on the pitch in time for a, a little bit of Benny Hill 
action or whatever the Israel version of Benny Hill is, a pitch invader came on and a, a chasing policeman um, took out a Polish player, which was quite dramatic, but also quite amusing. And Tyler Roberts got a nice little trip, but that was about the extent of it. Were they at home or away? Wales or Azerbaijan, which would you rather visit? Wales, obviously, for our Welsh listeners. <laughs> Beautiful rolling valleys, um, John Charles's music in the air. It feels like Azerbaijan will be a long away trip to just sit on the bench. As long as when um, Neil Warnock took Chris Dawson to Ipswich. We should work out whether this was home and away, shouldn't we? So we've checked and? Uh, it was away, unfortunately. So that's quite a long way for poor old Tyler. So Tyler go, Roberts but... has got deep vein thrombosis because of Ryan Giggs. <laughs> That's what we've got. That's the story, I think. There's your early early villainy nomination, isn't it? Right there. Right, I'll just make a note to add Ryan Giggs to that. <laughs> I mean, coming off the back of this international break, then, who are we still missing? Um, obviously, Enketian missed out on England under-21s because of his balls. Yeah, the, um, Barry Douglas and Pablo Hernandez played the first half for the under-23s, beating Barnsley on Monday, and Berardi played the second, but there was no sign of uh, Alioski, Forshaw, Cooper. Who's the other one? Who's our other permanent crop Shackleton no Shackleton although he did uh, switch on Meanwood's Christmas lights wow so he's he must be maybe that's part of his, his recovery his thumb is fine yeah. uh, he, he has Instagrammed I think this morning saying that he's uh, he's good to be back sort of kind of a vibe about it Barry Douglas was in Dubai following him on, on Instagram he was there for a bit during the international break he went to uh, Lawrence of Arabia didn't he sat on a sand dune um, gazing out over the sunset well, that's right Jack Harrison was away as well wasn't he posting um, like astonished Instagram stories from the most luxurious hotel he's ever been in. Which, I mean, he's been in Manchester City's first team dressing room, so it, it must be hard to impress him. It's like a nightclub is that dressing room, isn't it? Well, fingers crossed then as we return back to action this week, we'll have a look at the Luton game uh, towards the back end of this podcast. Will Cooper be back for the weekend or is he still knackered? It sounds like not. Oh, so it's not just one of those fake it to avoid the international break injuries then? A Ryan Giggs injury. That's what he used to always have for scum, wasn't it? He'd always uh, feel something in his hamstring and then be fit for the next match. We mentioned him at the top of the podcast, but it bears repeating. Thanks to Levi Solicitors for sponsoring the show. And if you need a solicitor for just about anything, please do get in touch with them because then you'll be supporting us too. Uh, so if like you're moving house, you've got employment issues, you need something licensing, then Ryan speak Giggs to has forced you onto a plane to a far-flung country and you've suffered a, uh, an injury as a result. Though they don't do family law. Also useful for Ryan Giggs. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true yeah but for just about anything else please do speak to Levi's and if you mention the square ball when you call them they will knock 10% off your legal fees have a look at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball more murmurings today than of QSI uh, the Qatar rumoured takeover god this is tiresome isn't it are you fed up of it yet it feels yes. like ESPN have, have not had any new information but they've been like we need to get like 5,000 hits to this mm. to the website today just run the QSI story again because mm. there's no new information there closing there? in on something doesn't mean it's happening does it no and it's um, it's what's his face Laurent who has been speaking Pierre? about uh, Pierre Laurent <laughs> if, unless it's under an assumed name um, which it could be I mean you've you've opened my mind to um, all sorts of thoughts this guy has been kind of on podcasts and stuff talking about the the takeover as if he knows what he's talking about. Is it Julien, Imagine, Julien Laurent? Julien Laurent, there he goes. And I think, yeah, there may be an element of he needs to um, sort of keep his side of the story up, but his side of the story is basically exactly the same as everything else that they, they have spoken. They might talk again. There's not much progress being made. He did come up with a few reasons why there might be a delay over the takeover, like the uncertainty over Brexit, the current difficult financial situation at being sport, and for Qatar diplomatically in general, or 
I would add to that the fact that we're halfway through a promotion season and that a takeover at this point would be absolutely insane. That mm. would be my should my detail. add. You know, we mentioned was it on last week's podcast about the um, the helicopter. Mm-hmm. We had a message. You know, we've got the WhatsApp number, which is oh seven eight double nine triple five four five nine. Forgive me, the person whose name escapes me and I don't have the phone or, or the account to hand at the minute but messaged us on that and just said uh, actually I know a mate who works in aviation or whatever it was and it was just a test flight for the pilots there was nothing in it yeah that uh, that cropped up sort of after we'd uh, we'd recorded this I saw that being discussed that there's a really top-notch helicopter aviation service at uh, near next door to Leeds Bradford and they did this flew up for that that's nonsense. This is this is QSI counter propaganda. We're, de- we're definitely billionaires. It is a hell of a coincidence. It is like funny. Very cold and windy at the top of their Yeadon, up Yeadon way. Well, that's why people have to practice taking off and landing in the choppers. There does feel like a certain air of inevitability about the whole thing, though, doesn't there? The way that it's been continually reported. Do you think? Or do you think this is maybe somebody just playing mischief with the press, like heaven forbid, Radrazani? Yeah, this it does seem to be being talked about for a reason, but also being played down at the same time by the same people who are talking about it. And it's hard to know like where that's coming from. Whether it's there does seem to be like this idea that PSG want uh, the other way around. QSI want out of PSG because it's not really doing anything, and you get bored of just winning in France all the time. Um, and that Mbappe's for sale and Neymar can go back to Barcelona and all this stuff. So whether it helps them to be saying, no, no, we're, we're going to be expanding into England next, or whether it helps, um, well, actually, I don't see how any of this helps Radvitsani because it does pass pressure on him for uh, for the January window, which you've got Victor Orta at the same time saying that, as usual, we're not going to do much in January, that the transfer window is a bad idea and we will be quiet. And as I said, this is just not the time to do a, a takeover of of any sort. I know some people are quite excited about it, giving us transfer funds for the January window and stuff, but good old FFP would still stop that. And Victor Alto would also be standing in front of his database saying, no, they're all shit. Um, <laughs> and, one of, and I was thinking about this the other day, one of the things that Bielsa really values is a, is a good working relationship with his employers. And I think he's in the, the space where he's in his second season and whatever we think of, um, Andrea, Angus and Victor and the, the the crew, he's comfortable working with them. And if they all fucked off at Christmas, would he be still comfortable with the people who came in, whoever they were? We'd be like, well, if you're all fucking off, I'm not staying. Mm. So there's there's a lot of, of troubling randoms in the idea of doing anything this season. And then I think summer will depend on what division we're in. Yeah, there doesn't feel to be that much... When I say an air of inevitability, it doesn't feel like it's going to happen anytime now. It just eventually, at some point, like you said, probably the summer, probably the summer. Back to, to what Victor Otter said then on those comments. Are, are we fussed by this? Because it's the same message we hear every year and they will always try and do something if they can. Like in fairness, last year they went for Dan James, which would have been a great move. Don't overlook Lawrence de Bock. He was a January signing. <laughs> and Adam Forshaw was a January signing. He was, wasn't and he? And Tyler Roberts. So we did all right in that window. We got Kiko Casilla last January as well. It does seem to be... And we need to replace him this January as well. (laughs) It does seem to be like a fairly consistent line where they just think Victor's got his stats that uh, only 25% of winter transfers are successful, which is incredible. But they do think that if there is a Daniel James that they could try and sneak in for less than they should or a a Forshaw or a, a Tyler Roberts who looks like it's a 
could be a very good investment for the future. What what does it define as successful? Not Lawrence DeBock. Like, as in they're good or they actually managed to get it done, like last year they didn't. (laughs) That's a very good point, actually. I think he means uh, successful, like trying to get a good, because it's the the big question mark over any player that's available in January is why. Why do they want rid of them now? And uh, and that reduces the chances of them being a, a good player. Why was Lawrence DeBock? Well, we know why Lawrence DeBock was for sale, because he'd been out of the team. They changed to a three at the back formation that didn't fit him so he couldn't they, get they into were, they were trying professional footballers instead they were um, whereas uh, there were different and then Adam Forshaw was on the fringes at, um, at Middlesbrough because I think Tony Pulis didn't like a midfielder who could pass so you, there's always that question of why is a player available and it, often it's because they're crap so mm. I don't know I mean if we're if we, we're, we're third in the league and I think the the fear is that all our players will get injured and that's will, will what will bite us. But our first team, apart from the goal-scoring thing, it's fine, isn't it? It's a good yeah. team, that. We still are carrying quite a, a decent number of injuries, though, when you actually look at it. Probably a similar level to last year. There's these niggling ones that never seem to you know, get fixed, like Forshaw and, and now Niketi. We're down to one striker again. But I don't know. I don't feel as panicked as I did last year with the whole thing. Are you, are you all right with it? Um, ish. I've just got used to life without Forshaw. He was crucial to us at the start of the season, but we've kind of got used to him just not being there. But it's a bit more frantic without him in the team, I think. But we're still mainly winning. So yeah. and the problem is the focus only really comes on this when we start losing games or if Bamford gets injured and we have no strikers. We have to eventually play Ryan Edmondson. We seem very determined not to ever, ever even put him on the bench. I think it would be Tyler Roberts would go up front and then we'd we'd bring Shackleton or... Maybe even Robbie Gotts into midfield would do something. Robbie Gotts will never play either. <laughs> but he, at least He's a hologram. He, at least he gets to go to games. <laughs> if we've got a fixture in Azerbaijan, he'll be first on the plane. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I mean, that's part of Bielsa's thing. He would probably play Stuart Dallas up front before he would play Ryan Edmondson because <laughs> it's all about his first team players being able to play in, in different positions. So he, he will be calm and assured that he's got players you can move to fill whatever position where there is a an injury while the rest of us will just be tearing our hair out and uh, and hoping that Pat Bamford's precious testicles stay in better conditions than uh, Eddie Nketiah's. One player that isn't going to be going then in the window, Ben White, because he belongs to us. He's always going to be ours. Now Brighton, they can't recall him, which is good news. That's like amazing a, news. It's like a new signing. Yeah, don't. don't. You're, enab- you're only enabling him. And just to pick up on something we did speak about last time, which was the Kiko racism thing, because of when we recorded, the news broke that it had been extended, had the um, the window. It's uh, extended his racism. <laughs> the last thing he should be doing. I like the idea as well, of extending the window as if you've got a, the racism window is staying open <laughs> until the uh, the end of the month. It's like the drink drive pass licence. Yeah. You, you reach a certain age and you're allowed to be racist. He's just trying to get over that threshold. I think that the uh, racism in older age just comes naturally, doesn't it? It, it does seem to. <laughs> Is that going to be part of Casillas' defence? <laughs> Senility. I hit in my mid-30s, turning into a great big racist. Uh, alleged racist, I should add. Um, no, I was just going to say, we when we recorded last time, we pretty much closed the mics and then it was announced that the um, the reply win- the reply window mm. had uh, been extended until the 27th, which presumably is to allow him to prepare his case because he's gone for a personal hearing. Yeah, and he's denying it to to the, the hilt, isn't he? So um, give him all the time to get those denials correct. Just give it another 20 years. 
You'll be sailing off to the right there, Kiko, sailing off to the right. So we've got Ben White. We might not have Kiko, we'll see. Um, we do have Berardi, and we got a little bit more follow-up on the Berardi red card. There's been a little bit frustrating. Um, yeah, this, this was more amusing than anything else. Doesn't, it doesn't fill you with confidence regards to the FA's disciplinary procedures, does it? I think that's why it's worth talking about, is because, uh, yeah, Phil Hay got hold of the, the FA's report, and there's a lot... Um, of detail in it, but the the nutshell, the bullet point version is that the FA said that Bradshaw have, of Millwall had no case to answer because it wasn't obvious that he dived, and then they uh, they they put that to their disciplinary panel and said, right, he didn't dive. Just look at whether Linnington was right to send Berardi off for denying a goal scoring opportunity, and then the panel didn't even look at whether Berardi denied him a goal-scoring opportunity because they took one look at it and decided that it was obvious that Bradshaw dived. <laughs> so there's, there's this real fucking FA circular failure of disciplinary where the own dis- disciplinary panel is disagreeing with the FA's sort of criteria for like what they should be looking at going, oh, we're not even going to look at that because he dived. Yeah, it's the, it's the left arm and the right arm not knowing what one another These is. people should just be in the same room when this problem goes away. Have, have one group of people doing all of it. It'd be much easier. There was a fantastic... And that group um, of people should all be Leeds fans. <laughs> there was a fantastic um, bit at the end um, that with uh, the Jordan Stevens uh, stuff in mind where the, the club had asked the FA if he could do some non-football work or what constitutes football work and got caught up in the bureaucracy and just forgot it. The club went to Leeds and said, um, so why hasn't anything been done about Bradshaw diving if this report says that he he did dive and so you didn't look at the other thing? And they said, uh, the FA said that the club would need to get in touch with a separate branch of the governing body, the one which specifically manages simulation cases. And as Phil Hay put it, Leeds decided they had better things to do with their time. It's like when you have to ring up your broadband and it's like press one for this, then you press four, then you get through with someone, it's the wrong department. You, in the end, you're just like, oh, fuck it. Is it a business account? Okay. Oh well. Oh no. You've come through the business accounts. This is a. Is it diving? Oh no. This is the uh, the goal scoring opportunity department. Yeah. Oh, this is customer retentions. There was another bit in there that had, um, that referee James Linnington was stood down for three weeks over that decision. But he, it's funny because he was stood down over the denying a goal scoring opportunity red card, which this FA panel never even looked at because they just got as far as the dive and just went well. Berardi didn't even foul him. But then they were unable to punish Bradshaw for the dive because the FA had already said before handing it to them, there is not a dive in in this incident. So even if you see one, yeah, we assure you there isn't one. It didn't happen. So the report is full of um is full of language like something along the lines of um like there was a no obvious impetus for his fall. All this kind of stuff to kind of skirt around them saying that he fucking dived because the FA had already said he hadn't. It's like the ancient Chinese saying, isn't it? If Bradshaw falls over in the woods and no one's there to see it, did it happen? It's kind of like that. Except there were multiple video (laughs) People did see it, but they were told, the second group of people were told it wasn't there, so they didn't look at it, even though it was in front of them. It's almost like the football authorities are just making it up as they go along. Can we blame it? Sean Harvey for this? We probably can't, can we? Which well, is a shame. speaking of Sean Harvey, this is just I was just going to segue seamlessly then into talking about Sheffield Wednesday and their FFP woes because they are feeling the hand on their collar. Yeah, now Sean Harvey's gone 
Um, they seem to be doing stuff about all this, which is quite exciting. Yeah, Sheffield Wednesday are being charged by the Football League with a breach of financial rules in respect of a number of allegations regarding the process of how and when the stadium was sold and the inclusion of the profits in the 2017-18 accounts. It's good that Gary Monk's just taken over as manager there, isn't he, in time for the transfer window that they're going to be banned from? And, oh, and the points deduction. Oh, just... Everything about it is is wonderful, especially that um, Wednesday have been reasonably good this season. Where they're like in with a chance of promotion, they, you know they they got rid of Steve Bruce. Well, they got Steve Bruce walked out of them, and uh, Gary Monk slithered in, and they they made the same mistake we made. We're like, oh, decent manager could get us up, not with a fucking twelve point deduction. You won't because that is that is what they've avoided here, isn't it? Essentially, the, the uh, Twitter account Kieran Maguire Price of Football. He was saying had they announced their results properly. It would have been a twelve-point penalty. Yeah. So I say double it this year. Well, they, cheat. It's they not should just, do. So uh, with a twelve-point penalty, they don't. Because remember, obviously, when we um, got yeah. our punishment, when we went to League One, they gave us fifteen points because we we purposefully tried to uh, circumvent the ten-point penalty. You do need to be doubly punished for it because otherwise, there's no incentive to try and not avoid it. Yeah. So you what might, we're saying, you might as well try and get away with it. Instant relegation and a twelve-point deduction. I think this should. Yeah. Next year. Although Gary Monk could just leave then, which would be a shame. I'd Maybe. like to see him but, sit and suffer. But if they're banned from the transfer window, then his agent's not going to be able to sign anyone, either, is he? So He might do a better job. Maybe one of the conditions should be that Gary Monk has to stay. You get relegated, <laughs> you have a points deduction, and you have to have Gary Monk as your manager for a minimum of two years. Captive Gary Monk. And we yeah. won't actually uh, ban you from the transfer market. You just have to buy all the players he wants. <laughs> or his agent wants um, anyway um, just a reminder that the uh, centenary shirt raffle is drawn at the end of the month so time is running out on that total that we've raised for the Leeds Children's Hospital charity is over £24,000 at the minute uh, so we will give you a, a quick reminder next week as we get towards the back end of that but yeah, it closes at the very end of the month at midnight. So please do get involved. Every five quid that you donate um, gets you one entry for the signed shirt signed by Marcelo Bielsa. And it'd be a great souvenir to have on you all as well as doing something really, really good for charity. So if you want to get involved in that, the squareball.net forward slash shirt. We also give our best wishes to Don Matteo as well, who's been in hospital. Um, nasty business as well. It was a brain tumour, wasn't it? it? Must have come on very suddenly and he was uh, taken into the LGI very quickly. Was, but recovering well, apparently. He's been FaceTiming with people and chatting and seems, seems well, as well as you can be, I suppose, after having your brain chopped up. Yeah, they waited until he was out of intensive care before telling everybody he had the the operation on the Monday and then it, the news came out on the Sunday. So that's the sign of like a, a positive recovery. And if he is well enough to, uh, to, to FaceTime his mates, then that's good. And the old GI are good at brains. And um, how's training going for your charity walk with the uh, the supporters trust, Michael? Because you're doing a walk from uh, Ellen Road to the John Smith Stadium in Huddersfield on the morning of that game. Ah, oh, there's no training for this one. It's, it's, a, it's a wee stroll. This will be fine. Um, but yeah, walk in there with the supporters trust. Um, and this is in aid of Leeds Food Bank. If you want to take part in that, you can still uh, still get involved. Email walk at leedsunitedtrust.com. And if you just want to donate money, that's leedsunitedtrust.com slash donate. Also, they're, they're doing um, the normal collections for the food bank ahead of all the home games before Christmas as well. So if you want to take some stuff along, they park up a van just kind of in front of the, the east stand there. So take some stuff along. Well, we had exciting developments, as we learned in the last couple of weeks, for the blasphemy and booze batons, the features that we sort of made up a little while ago. Premise of the booze baton, very, very simple. Our mates on Twitter at Eden J. Harris, he's known better by his nickname of Garden. He conceived this, saying that, right, our end-of-season promotion party 
will be in Leeds as of the first game of the season. If we lose, whoever we lose to inherits the baton and then so on and so forth. It's ended up with Liverpool. Uh, that's where the party is going to be as it stands at the minute with a very real chance they will go undefeated towards the end of the season. So, I mean, there's an awful long way to go yet, but they are in fine form. So we've got to start planning for Merseyside. Are we going to end up getting involved in their like summer long celebration of finally winning the league after 30 years? I think it'd be a nice thing for us to go along when they when they do mess it up and Man City win it, to go along with some Leeds champions memorabilia, given we've, we've, won, we've still won it more recently than them as it stands. We could recreate the 1992 uh, promotion party or go along in the all-over print t-shirts. <laughs> On this as well, we've had loads of feedback from people suggesting where we might want to go in Liverpool. I mean, every town has its fair selection of dive bars, but we've had one from Sam who has recommended the Blue Angel, which is also known as The Raz, which sounds like our kind of venue. He, uh, it's quite an old review is this one a few years back but he can vouch because he's obviously a regular there because he's that kind of classy guy that it's the same now as it has always been which is terrible by the sounds of it this is a, a post entitled The Raz Rules rule number one never pull in the Raz you will end up having swapped fluids with the gnome giant freak stalker stroke the bar staff who are often all of the above <laughs> sounds good DJ Dave that's what you used to go by Dan I believe um, <laughs> ask Dave the DJ nicely and he'll play anything I mean anything Chesney Hawks the Bangles the Baywatch theme this is always played twice in a night anyway as is Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 I mean that's good everyone likes the Baywatch uh, just hang on a second right that's that's good party music that. what's the issue get yourself a job there you might be able will you um, start handbags in exchange for a smile because he'll do that I'll do plenty for a smile. Will he store all clothes that weren't bought in Primark? Got Stoke Scotch guarded that evening in the cloakroom. It's twenty p an item. Twenty p an item. That's cheap, isn't it? Wear shoes that you've ruled for the run to now. Uh, we've got to wear shoes that can be disposed of upon arrival home. Stroke washed in the washing machine. Recommended boil wash. <laughs> stroke plastic bags on your feet. Uh, the floor is Neolithic and has not been cleaned since then. Neither of the cobwebs. I've been doing spot check for years. Um, this is part of the charm, though. The vodka is actually commercial diesel. You need to get it mixed with slush puppy, otherwise you won't be able to speak after drinking it. And go there now if you haven't already. The best night out in the whole world. And yes, I have sampled all of the nights out in the world before you ask. It's always a favourite of mine going into a nightclub when you, you walk in around and the carpet is so old it feels like floor, like hard floor. You know, it's just kind of... Develop uh, the crust. Petrified sort of. Well, early in the evening it's got a crust and then it, it gets wet again through the evening. It, it sort becomes of, like a dangerous ring. It becomes, then it becomes like treacly. Commercial diesel mixed with uh, slush puppy does kind of sound like the uh, the next Derby County craze. <laughs> Imagine uh, Tom Huddleston filming in the toilets after a, a few shots of that. So if you do have expertise on Liverpool and where we might take our night out for the end of the season, then do get in touch on our WhatsApp number 07899 Um, And we've got some fun coming up on the Extra Ball across the next couple of weeks. Looking forward to doing these. Uh, We do do more content for you every week. And by subscribing to the Extra Ball, you're getting behind us, helping us do more. And we've got a tribute to Neil Warnock coming soon. The great man. We're going to devote a full episode to Neil Warnock, one of football's true greats. How many promotions is it now? Ooh, couldn't even count them. Probably. We were going to do this a bit sooner, but then he's he's kind of got sacked again. So he left by mutual consent again. So we've uh, we've got a little bit more to add to his story before we can bring this one. However, this week, Michael and Moscow, you're going to be going head to head to pick our worst ever strike force. And we've done the defence and the midfield. Um, Michael, you you won both rounds of that going head to head. Um, are you what are you going to bring to the table this time? Look, we've had a lot of bad strikers. We've had a lot of bad strikers, though. I, I was a bit slow off off the mark this time, and Moscow's got Steve Morrison, so yeah, probably Moscow's the the, the pre match favourite for this one. This is just it, it's going to be however many minutes of pure anger. <laughs> if that's what you like, no life, no joy, no goals, hardly any hair. He had a shot and it hit the corner flag, and. 
somehow, I always felt like with Steve Morrison that every mistake he made, it was our fault. Uh, if you fancy getting involved in that and you can win goodies from us uh, every week, sign up and enjoy your first month free at thesquareball.net forward slash the extra ball. Looking forward to hostilities resuming this weekend then with the Kevin Nichols derby at Luton. First thing to say about Luton is what an away end. It, it is amazing. What I mean, a stadium. I think all stadiums should be designed like this. Mm. You know, Spurs were like, oh, we'll get the, the big end on it. W- waste of time. Don't, don't mess around with any of that. Get some terraced houses at the back. Put all your entrances through there. Knock a door through. I think secret entrances to all stadiums should be done. It should we should like enter the south stand through what looks like an old branch of Woolworths or something. Just do random stuff like a, re- a reverse escape room almost. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that'd be nice. So, like, or maybe it looks just like a normal pub, but then you go through like the disabled toilet, and that's your way into the the stadium. Like the Crystal Maze kind of vibe. Yeah, people should still be living in those houses. It should be that as you walk in, front door. And there's some people, it's like walking into a back-to-back house, people just in the front room watching telly, <laughs> walk through, through the kitchen, back sorry, door. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I'm right in thinking though, as you go through, like to get into the back of the stand, you do see people's backyards, don't you? Wash, oh yeah, you, washing it's like Coronation Street type things that you the stadium's built in the backyards of. I've just realised as well that a back-to-back house wouldn't really work. You'd have to go in and then there'd be a, just a brick wall, so you'd have to turn around and go back out. <laughs> sorry, no, it's next door, isn't it? I'm just, oh, further up the street. <laughs> it's right. all right, we get this all the time. <laughs> We're watching it on telly if you want. Oh, okay. So Luton Town then, Angus Kinnear, as we uh, revealed on the last few podcasts, is a, uh, oh, it was on the Extra Ball, wasn't it? He's a Luton fan, is Angus, and he's got a company set up in his name, uh, in the name of two of his favourite Luton players. Yes, Lars Elstrup and Valois. Valois, 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 yeah, anyway. Naming a company after Lars Elstrup gets gets plenty of soccer points with me, that's some knowledge. What's that company doing? (sighs) Or did he just set it up because he can? Maybe it's just purely our... You know, some people get tattoos. The only way he could express his love for uh, Lars Elstrup being such a business-minded fella is to uh, set up a, a shell company in his name. I mean, in fairness, we do have a company called Village Antis Limited, <laughs> which we set up just because Bates once said that instead of Vigilantes. Yeah, we, we don't thought, do anything with it. No, we don't, we don't do anything at all. With, <laughs> and when did we set it up? About three years ago. On Ken Bates' birthday. Oh, gosh, yeah, sorry, yes. Yeah, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot about that detail, yeah. Just just, just for a laugh. Fun with Company's House. You can have a lot of fun. (laughs) So we've done it. So good luck to Angus. Who's he going to be cheering on at the weekend? That's a big question, isn't it? I think he's. I mean, he likes Kevin Nichols still, so he must be fairly dedicated to Luton. It might might end up being a a Victor Orta style uh, smashing up a telly thing if uh, if Luton get the winner. Will that that be in the stadium or (laughs) that nice couple's front room? <laughs> the chaser's on, he's gone in and put his foot through it. <laughs> <laughs> Yelling, glory, glory, Lars Elstrup. Now, there's a real temptation here to look down our noses at Luton because they're pretty bad and we, you know, we will say we should expect to win, which we should because we're dead good. So are we going to look down our noses at them? No, I'm glad we're playing Luton. Luton, um, for me, growing up is a is a first division fixture because they were in the first division when we were in the second division in the, the 80s and they won... Uh, they won the League Cup, didn't they? Didn't they beat Arsenal with John Lukic in goal? Was it the Milk Cup at that point? Yeah, something like that. And they had uh, uh, Mark Steen up front, I seem to remember. He was a really good player. And they had that weird little ground and um, uh, and on-pitch riots with Millwall. It's quite... Uh, they have associations with me that says top division and a great goal by Gary Speed. I always remember that away kit of theirs, the orange thing, that was similar to Chelsea's, you know, um, 
kind of a, that says zigzag pattern. It's not. It's sort of it was an umbrella kit, bright orange mm. with like white and blue on it. I think. And they had a, they had a home kit in uh, our title season that was um, it was mainly white down the middle, but then it's like blue and orange zigzags down the side with little. Um, kind of flashes all over that looked like it was from the future, but it was it was Luton. Very much the 1990s. Yes. <laughs> Shell suit uh, era. If you think our bus stop kit was uh, was futuristic, you should have seen this. Well, there are some um, people to refer to in this. Uh, Alan Sheehan, is he still there? She's dog. He's made I can't a believe he's still playing. I can't believe he's only 33. I know, that's what I mean. I would have... I would have guessed he was at least 40 by now. I was just looking at um, his Wikipedia page and uh, reliving the glory when he played uh, four matches on loan. And after four matches, Wikipedia says, Leeds boss Gary McAllister saw the need to provide extra competition, which is a hell of a euphemism, by signing Aston Villa's Stephen O'Halloran, also on loan. Despite O'Halloran suffering a serious injury in the warm-up for his debut at Swindon, Sheehan still lost his place, this time to Fraser Richardson. Who was right-footed. Yes. Basically, it was like uh, anybody but she's dog was uh, McAllister's attitude. He was he ended up being Notts County's player of the year at one point. He could hit a set piece. I seem to remember that. He had quite a nice left foot, but running and things were a challenge. He's had a hell of a lot of clubs since us as well. Uh, Crew, Oldham, Swindon, Notts County, Bradford, Peterborough, Notts County, and now Luton. But he's 94 appearances for Luton. Maybe he's all right. <laughs> Talk to me about Izzy Brown. He's there. He's doing all right. Is he actually playing for them then? He did, his, that, he did his hamstring, didn't he? I saw some stats the other week on him and he seems to actually be doing some fairly decent things with them, but not running, crucially. One of the stats that said he does not run anywhere, which is possibly reveals why he never got in our side last year. Mm, five assists, but no movement. That seems to be his, <laughs> uh, his thing. Just He's like Jan Mulby. I was just thinking of Jan Mulby, funnily enough. Yeah, he used to just, just, just stand on the centre circle and spray it around. Yeah, I mean, he'll probably score against us, won't he? Because... Because of rules. Yeah. <laughs> the universal uh, <laughs> hatred of Leeds United. I want to say universal, I mean the universe hates us. He shouldn't have a problem with us. We let Rob Price nurse him back to health and that's a that's a, a bonus for anybody and um, and we let him on the pitch at the end of our worst game of the season. Oh, Just that, when it was all falling apart, we gave him was five a, minutes to join in. That was a real bastard's trick, was that? I think really he was to blame for us not going up. <laughs> well, that free kick was a big opportunity. It was written in the stars for the big romantic fairy tale. Izzy Brown puts this free kick in the top corner and instead he came close. Did you see the... Um, I can't remember which non, non-league game it was, but somebody took a penalty and... Got broke, the light down. Yeah, broke the light in the roof of the terrace. Um, he, he came closer to doing that than actually putting the ball in the net. I'm just looking here at the um, the whoscored.com stuff that we've mm. uh, that we we, try, we trot out every week. Uh, um, no, it's, it's it's scintillating stats. Well, they're very weak at aerial duels, so our, our prominent crossing game will uh, reap rewards this weekend. Bamford with a hat-trick of headers. Also, they're very weak at defending against long shots, which is we try and walk the ball in. Mm. <laughs> but they're also weak at stopping opponents from creating chances, so this could be our greatest XG of the season. Just whether we can actually put any of them in the nets is the, it's the AG the we should be thing. concerned about, isn't it? Actual. It is. They're also strong at finishing scoring chances, so mm. they're one shot on target, sure to be in. It's going to be one nil Luton, isn't it? A we'll, Sheehan free kick or we'll, something. We'll win something like twenty to zero point four on XG, <laughs> and uh, and people will chase Marcelo Bielsa up the M1 with pitchforks. They've lost the last four, and then one before that as well. But yeah, if you're losing three nil to Reading, you're not a good team. I don't think these are a good team. <laughs> no, they're not. Great great insight there. Thanks, Moscow. Uh, they're not a great team, but we are. And their manager can't even spell his own name properly. 
Looks way too cheerful as well. I found Gra- a- Graham with an AE. I've never been sure on that. <laughs> Picture of him on so- there. Sorry to any AE Grahams. Sorry, listening. sorry, AE Grahams. <laughs> it's, it's more of a Graham, isn't it? <laughs> you don't have the the H isn't there to guide you from from one part of the name to the other. So you just end up going Graham. But the picture of Graham Sorry. on on um, on Soccerway is kind of he looks far too young to be a manager as well. He looks like an old centre half for a Sunday League team when they're doing a, a team photo and the, the cameraman's gone. Tell you what, let's do one where everybody's laughing. It's kind of is, uh, and then somebody on the front row exposes their testicles. Yes, it's that, and, and he'll be sitting next to him, and he knows what's happening. Yeah. And it's uh, he was a striker, was Graham Jones. I remember him from uh, the Champ Manager days. He was at Wigan along with Martinez and Diaz and um, oh, and Jesus. You know, the, when they had the three Spaniards. He was yes. there. he was a striker at that time. I mean, if you look at the photos we have of Marcelo Bielsa, and if you remember Howard Wilkinson, you don't want a photo of your your manager where you hear. <laughs> When you look at him, it's, good, that's, it's like it's the visual embodiment of somebody. Go, and we oh. can't have that in the opposing dugout. He should be banned from this match. Imagine him going to shake hands with Bielsa. Bielsa, bueno. Not having it. Okay. Uh, a quick word on Reading. We will deal with Reading properly on next week's podcast. But um, at the time of recording, they tend not to. We record on a Tuesday morning, so it's, it's not going to be out to give you much of a preview next week. So we've got Luton who are 21st away and then Reading away who are 17th. I know nothing about Reading. <laughs> who knows anything about it? Season by season, they prop up in the fixture list. And I don't know if they've got the same manager, a new manager. I don't know if they've signed any players. I know nothing. Reading are just a. A blank. There's every chance that Brian McDermott might be there in some capacity. Not managing them, but like you know, working in the backroom team. He could be. I've no idea. Is Noel Hunt their their uh, striker coach? Kebby training the wingers. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, all my Reading knowledge just basically dates back to Brian McDermott ruining us with with their castoffs. My uh, my in laws live not too far past Reading, probably about twenty miles to the south of there, and, and we sometimes drive down there past that, and that. Just it's just a very soulless um, journey, is that one straight past it? Like you, you wouldn't. It's next to a. It's next to a next and a retail park and a mm. supermarket. It just. Makes I've me, seen. Uh, it crushes my soul. I've seen the prime minister play football at Reading Stadium. There was an England against Germany legends game or something down mm. there, which Boris Johnson played in. This is, is that, a, this is in about two thousand three or something. Is that the one where he went in for that neck high tackle and almost broke his yeah. back for a for the banter? Yeah. So that's that's my knowledge of um, Reading. Uh, yeah, so we should win these. We should win every game this month, quite frankly. This year, this season. Win all of them. Oh, we should. I mean, look, we, we mentioned it across the last couple of shows, but Luton away, Reading away, Middlesbrough at home, Huddersfield away. Mm, there's a little bit of a, a random chaotic factor to that one, but all of them should. They're perfectly winnable, a lot. I know we've said in the past we need to just win at home, draw away, that'll be enough. But these two. Yeah, this is six points. Luton, we might see the blue kit as well. Have they still got the plastic pitch? Because that was kind of a shade of blue. <laughs> no, I think they've all been long since banned of the plastic pitches. But okay. uh, nice, nice thought though. Um, yeah, we, we're going to win this, aren't we, on Saturday comfortably? Yes, I've I've got that one nil snook defeat high yeah, based, thing based on my on mind what, now. No, but based on what we're coming into good, based we're in good, us. we're in good form. Uh, we don't concede. They do have a slugging goal. <laughs> Sean <helps>. Harvey? No, <laughs> could be somebody called S Slugger. A slug A, slug A. They've got slug B as well. <laughs> Wasn't that a Radiohead album? <laughs> a rock opera about Sean Harvey, slug A. <laughs> this 
match preview is really insightful <laughs> stuff. Wait until next week and hear what we've got to say about Reading. <laughs> it really is pitiful stuff, isn't it? But I'm, that's why I keep asking you, I'm trying to pin you down on a, on a thought as to where this one's going to go. All right, we'll, we'll lose 1-0. Gonna, you're saying we're going to lose 1-0. Yeah. Michael, what you got? Um, I'm saying we'll win, but I'll be, obviously bet on Luton. Kevin it, Nichols to score first or it, something. Is it going to be a decisive victory or is it going to be a narrow one? They're all going to be narrow. It'll be, it'll be a narrow a 2-1. Is this not where we get our noses in front early and then stick five past them? No. Well, I'm going to say yes then, just for the sake of the feature. So I say thumping resounding win. You're saying narrow win. You're saying narrow defeat. What odds are you going to get on Luton then, Michael? They're six to one. Worth a five of that. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Every week we like to pick our heroes and villains, people who've made us smile, people who've made us sad across the last, uh, the last seven days. So who is it going to be this week then? We'll do the Ken Bates Villainy Award first, starting off with Ken Bates. Uh, this this getting some real traction online. We're getting lots of tweets saying people are really enjoying Ken joining us on the uh, on the podcast. It's sort of sinister that the mouth noises. The perverts. Uh, someone said it made them gag as well, <laughs> which is understandable, I think. But last week, I mean, this is ongoing stories that we that we're covering in Casper, Wyoming. Last year, last week, it was the sale of the Plains Furniture Store, which Ken was weighing in on. You know, long-term followers of this might remember the run about charging, putting parking meters in town because people weren't parking at the out-of-town garage, wanted him to move in and stuff, but they've decided against it. Uh, but now they're kind of talking about it again. Um, Councilman Ken Bates, he didn't have much to say on it, but he said he'd um, look, look at the fee structure. He's, For the he's... parking garage. <laughs> And explore wise for people to use it more. This is like a, a Radio Yorkshire classic. <laughs> is, are you still there? <laughs> oh, I'm talking over him. <laughs> do you think the booze baton could end up in Casper, uh, Wyoming? It's unlikely, but we could, we could just do a separate trip. <laughs> so just to clarify, sorry, yeah. So it's the, the fee structure for the parking garage is it wants to have a look at that. Yeah, trying to get they're not they're not putting the um the parking meters in town again just yet, but he's looking at the parking the structure. If it's anything like our can, he will 
hideously overcharge for it and tell us it's what's good for us. <laughs> premier parking for premier prices. Who else are we nominating for villainy this time then? Uh, Derby County. There's no need to do one of the 23s like that. That was just unnecessary. Only, only children, aren't they? You don't do that. Exactly. And it seems to be a Mason Bennett's level. It's just if there's a if there's a moral decision to be made, he'll get it wrong. Did he score in this game? Yeah, exactly. Sheffield Wednesday for being cheats. They're getting the comeuppance now, which is good, but they shouldn't have cheated in the first place. We should kick them on the way down. I'm, I'm very much in favour of uh, of piling in on that one. Um, I'm no, also, no wonder uh, Steve Bruce left. He's so honest. Maybe uh, he, he found out about this and he, he, he just couldn't stay around. He wanted to go and work for an owner of integrity. Are, they gonna t- are the EFL going to look at the fact as well that they're sponsored by made-up energy drinks and taxi companies? Because that's another thing, isn't it? Elevate energy drinks was one of the the things that they had around the stadium as an advertisement, which doesn't actually exist. It will be quite... Is that true? Yeah, I'm sure that's true. They had they had a couple of adverts for things that were not... Related to Chanceria, whatever his name is. Uh, yes. Yeah, they're all his companies. It's kind of, he's got that um, Elevate brand, hasn't he? They make the kits as well. So it's, uh, it all comes from that. It would be good if the AFL are going to kind of do this bit by bit, like week by week, they announce another... Maybe after this is settled and they give them the 24-point penalty and they'll be like, right, we're opening another investigation into your sponsorship. Every time they win a game, they find another thing to to knock them three points off for. I could grow to quite like the uh, the new-look EFL now where Leeds fan Debbie Jevons is in charge and uh, who was it Rick Parry's taken over from Sean. I'm going to nominate UEFA, though, for making that international break rubbish. There were no good games. Uh, With the UEFA, UEFA Cup. Yes. The, 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 the first cup has really <laughs> let us down this this window. I was really disappointed. I tuned into the Cup Winners' Cup, hoping I'd see uh, some real hot East European action. And uh, I got nothing. Hey, just going back to the Sheffield Wednesday thing, is there any um, sign of them going after Derby? Or I think there are slightly different processes here because Sheffield Wednesday had it in their accounts when there was actually no evidence of a sale having taken place, I believe. Whereas mm. Derby, I think they did put a sale through, but they just made up a price. Derby and Villa both kind of got mentioned in the, the newspaper coverage of like perhaps the, the Football League will be looking at them as well. Reading have also done it, but nobody cares. <laughs> it's just like they might investigate Reading. Like, don't bother. Just investigate Villa and Derby. Don't worry about that. Let them do what they want. The Villa obviously are just looking down, sort of flicking Vs at the Football League, being like, can't get us up here. But I'm, I mean, on, I'm on base. You can't get, you can't take me here. I'm on base. Reading could probably rock up in a brand new stadium made of like entire gold somewhere else. They could start playing their home matches in like Cumbria. Basically. And stuff. nobody, yeah, nobody would mind. But yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Not asked. <laughs> Desperately trying to be noticed. But that is the problem with the system, isn't it? That it takes so long for anything to be done and the accounts are done retrospectively. Like, so Villa are in the Premier League and what they're going to do, they're not going to relegate them and take all the money off them, are they? They've, they've cheated and got away with it and done yeah, it. There's... If you can get up and stay up, you're kind of all right. It's, yeah. just, it's just that risk of having to go back. It's like, like if you have... It's like, Q, if you, like QPR did. Yeah, it's like if you've walked out of a job saying everyone to fuck off and then you have to <laughs> think, oh shit, he's going to need to work with those people again. Oh no. <laughs> you know, I told you all to fuck off. Can we just forget that? <laughs> I was joking when I said that. But yeah, hopefully Sheffield Wednesday are never going to get up ever again now, which is, which is funny. <laughs> Do we have any more potential villainy awards? That's all, there wasn't much uh, going on over the last couple of weeks. Who are you favouring then? Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, I think so. I mean, not, nothing's been proven, but I think... Uh, They're still getting less shit than for this than we got for not breaking a rule. That's true. Yeah, so Sheffield Wednesday. 
yeah. for pointing out universal imbalances in the justice system. And hopefully there's plenty more to come. Uh, on to the Andy Hughes Hero Award now then. People who've sort of made things better, made us smile over the last seven days. Lord only knows we need it. 15 years of this. Who are we nominating this time? The EFL are an absolute shoe in for this, for uh, going after Sheffield Wednesday. That made me smile. Possibly the best news of the international break. We should have probably nominated Sean Harvey for not going after Sheffield Wednesday. As a villain. As a villain. Mm. Yeah, retrospective nomination. Seems fair. Just give him yet another <laughs> another victory. But yeah, well done, new EFL. EFL 2.0. It's going well. They feel nicer now to the EFL for some reason, he says, in, yes. a, in a phrase that will be ultimately thrown back in my face at some point. Until they come after us again, they're all good. Yeah, we're they're, on their side for a yeah, while. They're just, they're just waiting. The friend of, uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, as they say. Other heroes then, who we got? Stuart Dallas, just because he, he does as he's told. Wherever, wherever people want him to play, whatever they want him to do, not too much trouble for him, is it? The meek shall inherit the earth, so one day Stuart Dallas will be king of the world. And we have already learned through the um, postings of Salim Lamrani that he's a nice guy as well. Le- yeah, I had Lamrani in his house for Christmas, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Probably just for, can I come to your house? We could probably all go around his house for Christmas. Thinking that. How, do we, how do we wangle an invite round to Stuart Dallas? Is, is he on Twitter? Can we just ask him outright? Am I right to pop over? I won't bring the kids. I'll just, I'll just probably just me. You'd, you'd want some presents though. Oh, he's earning a fortune. He can get me a few gifts, yeah. Oh, that'd be great, that, not having to contend with the tiredness of the kids in the afternoon, you know, because they got up early. Yeah, just go around Stuart Dallas's house and he can present me with a brand new iPad. Yeah, <laughs> just like nice glass of Baileys. Yeah, exactly. Bottle. He'd, uh, he'd let you sit in his nice chair as well. The some, one... decent, some decent champagne as well. There'd be only one, one potato left. Who's having that? Of course, not Stuart. No, I've not eaten today. You're not eating today, Stuart? No, no, no. Just feeding the hungry. Just feeding the hungry. Anybody else uh, for your nomination? Uh, Don Matteo. Yeah, it's never good when you hear hear of our like past players being ill and sick and stuff like that. So we wish him the very best. And he brought us, you know, a great memory and was a good defender for us. Yes, that's why he's the hero for scoring in the San Siro. You're a poet. And nobody thinks so. Yeah, so good luck to Don Matteo. Any other heroes or should we close that one out? I think we should just give it to Don Matteo and leave it there. Because this is a this is a time for heroes and he is the one. We'll save like Stuart Dallas's win for Maybe the Christmas edition. When we've all been to his house for Christmas. <laughs> Stuart wouldn't want to take this win. He'd, he'd want Don Matteo to take this He'd give well. it to someone else. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> he's, he's accepted on behalf of Dominic Matteo. Yeah, so well done, Don Matteo, though, and get well soon. Another thing to mention, then, to keep your eyes peeled, is on the square ball calendar. All of the profits from our 2020 calendar are going to be donated to the Leeds Cancer Centre and the Breast Cancer Action Group in Leeds. And we are hashtagging it with studs up to cancer because one of our team members, their family has encountered breast cancer in recent years and it's been horrible for them. So we thought we'd like to give a little bit back because they received some excellent care. More charity than Stuart Dallas from the square ball at the moment. Yes, it is that time of year. Absolutely. Every single penny of profit from the calendars will go to those charities through Leeds Cares. If you want to get involved in our calendar and we've sold hundreds of them so far, please get involved at the squareball.net forward slash calendar. Stuart Dallas has actually said he'll match all of the funding that we get from the... He's not really. But he, but he probably would if he heard about it. If he heard this, if he heard he'd this, feel guilted into doing it. He would. He'd be like, oh, I didn't do that thing I said I would. It's like, no, you never said you would, Stuart. Oh, even so, I'll still do it. No, we made it up, Stuart. Yeah, but still. There's, there's nothing I still like, said it though, didn't I? There's nothing like preying on the generous and kind. <laughs> Especially near Christmas. <laughs> Um, yeah, so please grab yourself a calendar. The money's going to a great cause. They look um, really good as well. 
Yeah, should mention it's that. all like the artwork from the, the magazine across the last year and whatnot, isn't it? Yeah, a few classics from uh, previous seasons thrown in as well. I think it's um, it's it'll look wonderful all year round, and you'll get a warm. Think how good Stuart Dallas feels all the time. You'll feel that way too. And we got the mags, the mugs, and the merchandise as well on the website. Extra ball subscriptions on there too at the squareball.net. So back from the international break, which just ruined everything, didn't it? Having to take a break from Leeds, it's so addictive. I'm really glad it's looting away. That feels like a proper old-fashioned. We're back into football now. None of this kind of it's not going to be poncing around in a, a, a stadium made of brie or anything like this. It's, it's international breaks over. Leeds are going up. We're going to hammer looting away. Which you've predicted on, a one-nil defeat <laughs> on XG and lose. One. 1-0 so it, it would be great I'm looking forward to uh, the match ball on Saturday afternoon and that's the next time we'll speak to you then thanks for listening to this one see you in a bit the square ball podcast hi I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 